Welcome to the water trough where we can't make you drink, but we will make you think. My name is Ed Drost of The Small Business Doctor, and I'm really excited you chose to join me here as we discuss topics that are important for small business folks just like you. If you're looking for ideas, inspiration, and possibility, you've come to the right place. Join us as we take steps to help you create the healthy business that you've always wanted. Hi there, this is Ed Drost of The Small Business Doctor. Welcome back to The Water Trough. I am here today with my friend, Deb Gaishel. Deb is the owner and creative director of Message Artist Creative Group. And just to give you a sense of who she is, what she does, her tagline is, your brand, your message, our business. I'm really excited to be here today with Deb, who's going to talk to us about branding. And with that, I'm going to say, hey, Deb, how's it going? Hey, Ed, it's going very well. Happy to be here. It's going to be, I'm looking forward to the conversation. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm really pleased to have you here. And I, and I know that you're the go-to person when it comes to branding, uh, not to mention a number of other things as well. Uh, but I'd like us to talk about branding specifically uh, and actually make a comparison between brand messaging and branding. What can you tell us about that? That's a great question and a great place to start. Um, so when people hear branding, they often immediately think of the logo. So they think of the visual identity as um, what branding is. And they're not wrong, but they're also not right. <laughs> um, the logo is simply one little tiny piece of the branding pie, you know, and it's the visible piece. It's the piece that people really recognize, which is of course what we want to happen, but it's sort of the last thing that has to happen. So when I talk about brand messaging, that's where you start, right? This is the crucial ingredients if you're making that brand pie, if we keep with that little metaphor, you know, um, okay. I think of it as, as the foundation of it all. So, you know, again, thinking of that pie, it's the crust, right? The pie is going to fall apart. You can't serve a pie if it doesn't have a crust, right? So it's, it's the necessary beginning of, of what we're talking about. Um, and there are a variety of elements that go into creating one's brand messaging. Um, and I do want to differentiate. So you've got your, your core brand messaging, right? That's the overarching piece of your company's branding. Um, any kind of campaign is going to have its own messaging, et cetera, but will be in alignment with the brand. But when we say brand messaging, we're talking about that, those core things. And I break it down into five key pieces. So, you know, we're talking your vision, your mission, your core values, the unique value proposition, your ideal customer or client profile. And of course, all of those five things sit on top of the business goals and objectives. So that's, that's really what we mean when we're talking about brand messaging. Okay, so brand messaging, and I appreciate the distinction here. I think you're right. The vast majority of us look at branding as that visual cue that we have to who someone is. Your brand message then uh, is distilled into that visual uh, token as well. Is that correct? Yes, yes. The brand, um, excuse me, the brand messaging is, you know, it's that peek behind the, the curtain, you know, of the business. If you're really seeing what's driving the business, what's informing the decisions, what's informing how you're going to operate, in essence, your brand messaging becomes your company culture. So that is a huge piece that a graphic designer, brand designer is going to take 
And then they're going to create that logo, that visual identity that is the, the visual representation of your brand and your company, right? So it's an outward facing, um, but it, it can't be effective if it doesn't have all those things behind it. And we, we certainly have to acknowledge the fact without a, an adequate brand message, we cannot possibly attract uh, prospective clients, customers, and such. Uh, we need to be able to put ourselves out there in a manner that they can understand. And that, and that is the basis of the brand message, that, that my clientele, my customers know who I am, what I have to offer. Why would you want to work with me? Uh, so exactly. I, I can see that this is certainly a very big thing. And, and to think that many of us do and historically have looked at the, the logo as a token of who we are, have really lost the point. Uh, there's so much more behind it uh, than that. So what's the ideal process? Uh, you know, what, what would you say are the two steps when it comes to uh, approaching a branding or a rebranding project? Let's start with okay. a branding project. Let's start, sure. start with a yeah. brand new one. And they're very similar, actually, in, in process. Um, really, you again, you want to start with that brand messaging piece, um, because when you have all that defined, then the visual identity is so much easier to develop, right? Because we know the who, the why, all of those things. We know what you're doing. We know what the company stands for, all of that kind of thing. So really start there with the core elements. And I always tell folks, like, you know, if you're brand new out the door and you don't have a lot of funding, you're going to be DIYing it. Like this is what we all have done when we started, right? But if you're Absolutely. lucky enough to have a little bit of funding, and, and this really comes with the rebranding too, um, get outside help as much as possible. I mean, even if you're doing it yourself, you've got colleagues, you've got friends, everybody buys something from someone, right? So they understand about a, what a company is and everyone's got their favorites. So they understand at some level about branding. So, and the reason I say this is because when so many of us start our businesses, we're really passionate and we're really good at our piece, right? We know what we're doing. And I always liken it to, there's a reason that the um, subject matter expert is not the one who should write the manual, right? The how-to manual, right? You're too close. You're going to miss something. Something isn't going to be conveyed the right way. So you want to get some outside perspective, but start with those core elements and really define them, you know, really understand what you're doing, what your aspirations are, you know, that vision, where are you going? Like, what's your big picture, your big why, you know, your mission, your mission, what are you doing? Who are you doing it for? All of those things. So once you have all of those elements um, identified and defined clearly, then, um, then you're going to also start looking at other brands. You're going to go and do a little research. What are the colors you like? What are the, you know, logos? What are the brands that you like and why? What are the brands you don't like and why? And you don't have to like everything about a brand. You know, it's sort of like looking at what they're doing because it's really that market comparison that you're looking for here. You know, where do I fall in this? You know, okay. is somebody doing something that I really like and admire? And how can I emulate that without copying that, right? So um, you want to start understanding that persona that you want to portray to the world, mm -hmm. right? For your, that face of your, of your business. Um, and then once you're getting underway, um, you're going to also um, take, well, this is really probably more for the rebrand, but then you want to look at everything that you're doing. So if you're starting out, you know, this is your first, you're creating this brand, you're creating a company. It's really about what do I need now? You know, what, what do I 
have to have, what can wait until I have maybe a budget to get expert help. So it's that balance of determining how do I need to show up in the market so I can at least begin to sell my product or service, right? That's, you got, that's where it starts, right? We're in business. You've got to get the cash revenue beginning and then you build up many, many, many businesses. I would say probably the majority of them, um, especially if you're new at this, somewhere around the two-year mark, you're going to make a lot of changes. It's just, you learn so much in the first couple of years. So I actually always recommend people don't spend a ton of money on branding when you first start, right? Keep it super, super simple. Maybe don't even bother with the logo if, if it's, if you really don't need it, you know, like just it's your name or maybe it's the company name and just do a font treatment of that because you're going to learn so much in that first couple of years. You may change your client profile. You may change your offerings or how you're doing business. So wait until you know a little bit more information before you spend the thousands of dollars that branding will cost you. So. Now, that's an interesting point, Deb. Uh, I, I totally agree that we we evolve as we, you know, particularly when a business has just started, we evolve tremendously over that, you know, the first six months to two year period. And provided we remain in business after six months to two years, which of course we strive to do, uh, we, we want to have the greatest impact. Now, the idea of coming out there uh, a little bit light on the branding side makes perfect sense, but is there something to fill in the gap between that and when you get to that full branding stage? I think it's just showing up consistently, right? So I'm, I'm certainly hoping that as anybody who's starting a business, that's the point of that brand messaging piece. If you go through those, those pieces, you're going to one, answer a lot of your own questions, right? I mean, I've taken companies through, through this who've been established for years and they almost always learn something new, right? Or there's some sort of aha, or, oh my gosh, that's why I've always done that. And then it's just, it's been vague for them. So if you really take the time and you, you go through that messaging process and you get that clearly defined, then you just need to start showing up, right? Whether that's you're growing your email list, you're on social media and you're posting regularly, um, you're transparent as much as is appropriate, you know, in your business. you're sharing yourself. And because again, you're going to learn. So you're out there, you're talking and you will get better at it. You will find yourself honing your brand messaging. That's, that's really what I say that first year or two needs to be right before you, you go. <laughs> like I said, a branding, a, a really good branding isn't inexpensive and, and it's wildly varied in cost. But that's also right. because it's wildly varied in the expert levels, et cetera, et cetera. So, but the return yeah. on investment is is well worth it, of course. Oh, Let yeah. me ask you a question how how does how does the idea of storytelling fit into brand identity, brand messaging? It's everything. Yeah. <laughs> I, I when I say messaging, and for me, you know, I translate that into, and I actually say that I help my clients tell their stories. Right. Okay. This is what brand messaging is. You are telling your story. It's your origin story. If you're, you know, um, especially if you, you read that kind of fiction, like you, it's the origin story of your business. So why, like, why this, why now, why this way? Um, yep. That's the stuff that is that lovely, juicy, 
personality that the company can have, right? And I've always been one that believes in stories. And I, and I refer to things as simple as, uh, you know, let's say you go to the store and you're in a, a tchotchke store and you, and you see a pet rock. Now there's a pet rock and then the pet rock next to it has a little card attached to the story behind this particular pet rock. Which one do you buy? The one with the story. Okay? Absolutely. <laughs> and, and, that's, and that's just that's just a retail story, if you will. That's not even, you know, touching upon the, the, uh, the breadth of storytelling in business. But I know for me, a story provided up front is a powerful attraction tool. Mm-hmm. and a powerful engagement tool. So I definitely can see where that fits in. And let me ask yeah. you this then. That, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Bill. No, I was just going to say to that point, um, when all things are equal, because none of us are doing something brand new, right? There's somebody else always doing what you're doing. And sometimes there's a lot of other people doing what you're doing. Um, but when you think about all things being equal, where's the unique piece, right? And again, we go back mm-hmm. to the brand messaging. What's your unique value proposition? or maybe it's values. I use this example all the time. So (laughs) when we made a switch, we're trying to be more um, ecologically friendly and sustainable in the products we buy. I wanted to buy the wool dryer balls. I wanted to get rid of the the stinky dryer sheets. I didn't like them, don't want them, right? So I'm looking to buy these wool dryer balls, pretty simple stuff. There's a lot of companies selling wool dryer balls now, right? So I was like, and they're all roughly the same price. So I'm like, well, what company am I going to buy from? And I just kind of clicked through a couple of them, looked at their websites. And the company I bought from was the one whose core values aligned with mine and they were giving back to their community. So that little bit of value that they showed me was what got them the sale, right? So it's not that they were doing something different with the wool dryer balls. It was something that they did in their company culture that I wanted to support. So that is an important thing to think about, right? And they were able to articulate their story. Their core values yeah. were, were shared in a, you know, a story type sense that you were able to identify it. They made that visible to you. Yes. Uh, and therefore you became a customer of theirs. Yes. Let me ask you another question here. What about brand authenticity? And I, and I wanna tell you something. Um, when I think of brand authenticity, once again, my head goes back to storytelling, you know, my mm-hmm. telling my story, but that's, that'd probably take us down the wrong path. What is brand <laughs> authenticity? And, 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 you know, we throw it around, but what does it mean? Um, well, the concept is fairly straightforward. If basically you're honest, transparent, and trustworthy with your brand, right? At, at, at the base level there. Um, delivering on that can be a little more complex, obviously. Um, right. But in essence, it's actually fairly achievable Um, when you know all your components and you act accordingly on them, right? So I always say that building the the authentic brand, it's it's the backbone, right? It is the backbone for building trust and developing long-term relationships with your customers. Um, This is what turns them into fans. It's what makes them come back, right? Um, In essence, just like what I was just talking about, the wool dryer ball example, if the your customers get to know you and what your business stands for, like your mission, your values, they can feel connected. It's a, it's a way for them to, you know, it, it's like meeting a new friend, right? So you, you have this emotional connection, which mm-hmm. builds loyalty over time. Um, and that is, of course, what we all want and need as, as business owners. But yes, we always need our new 
But the reality is what's the best, right? It's your recurring customers, your recurring clients that keep coming back to you because they love you and they talk about you, right? That's the other thing. They, they're they're yep. going to share how happy they are. Um, but to really to work on true authenticity, I mean, that's, that's the buzzword of the day these days, but it's still a good thing to aim for, right? Because in today's age of everything out there, information overload, the bottom line is if you lie, if you, you skirt the corners, it comes out. That's it almost every time, right? It comes out and then you're doing damage control and you're never going to gain the trust back that you had before. So the things to look at is, which I've mentioned, you know, in the previous um, points, know your why, right? You want to know the big why, like why this business, why now, why, how, you know, all of those things. But also when you're making decisions in your business from, you know, marketing tactics to what you're offering, understand the why there too. Like you don't, it's not about just throwing spaghetti at the wall. I mean, if you're doing an, a, a legit A-B test in a marketing way, great. But you got to know why you're doing it in the first place, right? Um, you also really need to work to create value for your audience, right? So that's where that sharing and showing up consistently. You offer them tips. You offer them inside views. You know, and this is really where the, the emails, the blogs, the social media posts, um, really become crucial because you just you just keep showing up and people get to know you um, and you engage and that means also engaging with other people in ways that show your expertise that show your viewpoint right you're just showing up um, without you know this feels like it shouldn't have to be said but I'm, I'm gonna say it is you've got to be honest you've got to be honest 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 all the time um, you know, as transparent as possible, um, obviously, depending on your business, certain things you can't put out there, but be transparent when you can, like if, and, and allow vulnerability to show sometimes. So if somebody makes a mistake, you know, you don't have to call it out necessarily, but if it's impacted your customers or if it's impacted your vendors in a negative way, you need to go, oh, so this happened, we're working to fix it, apologies, like just own it, you know, just own it because it's, it's human. It's that human piece of the business. Right. Um, and that really helps with that loyalty. That really helps with that human connection piece, um, yep. which of course comes right out down to understand who your audience is, right? Um, that's really understanding who it is you are trying to target, you know, whether it's customers, clients, businesses, you know, individual customers, whatever it is, know who you need to talk to, know who you need to reach out to, because you are not talking to everyone. That's the key thing here. When you're building brand authenticity, you are not trying to please everybody in place, you're trying to please your small piece of that audience, right? So, you know, you build that that persona, that, client, that customer persona. Um, another thing you can do, um, you know, again, I can go back to that wool dryer ball example where they aligned with a cause. They were giving money to a specific cause, right? So if that's appropriate for your business, you can do that and say, I'm donating time or money or, you know, whatever it may be. Um, it could even literally be 
putting in your, um, you know, somewhere in your about us section of your, your site saying this company is, uh, you know, passionate and supports diversity and inclusion. It's it like, you don't have to necessarily be out there on the streets with the, you know, the, the protest sign, but let people know what you stand for. And I think that all of these pieces really help your audience understand your authentic position in, in the marketplace. Yeah. Deb, I think you've done a great job of giving business folks insight into not only the value of brand messaging and branding, but also the steps that they have to consider uh, to, you know, to effectively achieve this. I think we can both agree it is not a uh, easy process. It's a deliberate process, requires yes. a lot of thought. And there are certainly people like yourself to support folks in this. At the very least, I think it's critical that people recognize it is not just something to which you give uh, a partial uh, analysis and then you know put something out there. It, it is your story. It is your authenticity. Yeah. It is your, uh, the message you're trying to deliver is it has to be uh, personal. It is not about the business. It's really coming from the, the source itself, from the individual. Absolutely. You know, anybody who's worked in a corporate environment will understand this statement. You know, it comes from the top down, right? The morale, the motivation, it's top down, always has been. And as the business owner, you know, mm -hmm. or the marketing director who's coming up with this, like whoever is in charge of helping develop this, it is creating this authentic piece. It's, it's not for show. It shouldn't ever be performative. And I always say to clients, this is an organic piece of your business. This is not something you do once and file away and never look at it again, right? This is something you, you, you revisit. It's, it's a living, breathing. Your mission, your vision should be on everybody's you know, office space because right. your employees, your, your subcontractors, your vendors need to, that's part of how you do business. And you're going to want to be sure that anybody that you hire or work with is aligned with you, right? Otherwise, it's very uncomfortable and can get messy. So uh, absolutely. So, Deb, we're we're going to have to wrap up here. I was okay. just wondering if you have any closing uh, comments you'd like to make, and after which, I'd like you to please share the the best ways to contact you and learn more about yeah. you as well. So, please. Um, I think you know, as far as this goes, it, it is a big. Branding is a big project, right? Branding and messaging, rebranding, all of it. it it's, a, it's an effort. It takes effort. And, um, you know, what's the saying? The devil's in the details. <laughs> and you, you really do have to take some time with it. Um, but that said, it also is, I find it anyway, lots of fun, lots of fun um, to go through and really be deliberate. Because I think when you are, you, you can create something fantastic. I think it, it really makes everything so much better to move forward and grow. Um, and that of course is what most of us want as business owners, right? We wanna grow that um, help us reach our, our dreams. Uh, it, the reason we started you know, our own businesses. Um, <clears throat> as far as reaching me, um, probably the best way is either my website, messageartist.com um, or I can be found on LinkedIn uh, at my name, it's Deb Gaishel, so no, no mysteries there. And um, yeah, I'd love to connect and 
certainly shoot me an email if anybody has any questions about any of this. I'm always happy to answer them. And this is this is my passion, right? I love I love talking about brand messaging and and how it impacts all of your your marketing and and decisions in your business. So. Well, Deb, I want to thank you not only for your service, but also for your passion. And I have to, I have to say, if one was not passionate about what you're doing, uh, it's not the place to be. Uh, <laughs> exactly. And and your client and your clientele should also be passionate about this. Again, this this is yeah. the. So thank you for providing both an education and a tremendous insight into what you do. Uh, my name is Ed Drost of the Small Business Doctor, and I want to thank my guest Deb Gaishel, and we will see you all soon. Thank you, folks. Thank you.